0: Welcome to the Knife Journal Podcast. What episode are we on? Oof, 83? Okay, so... Uh, I think it's 83. This is uh, another podcast first. As far as I know, this is the first uh, podcast... About knives ever recorded, uh, in an STI. <laughs> That's a pretty, pretty lame attempt at, uh, at, uh, making it seem more than it is. But, uh, anyway, so Jim and I are, uh, on the way up to the store to go and gather some eggs. Eggs and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully the audio comes out okay. It's, uh, this car is a lot louder than most of the other cars I've driven. Uh,
1: yeah, this is a cool car. Yeah, it drives pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. You're driving like an old lady, though. I know, but uh, I, I break in.
0: You're afraid to hit that squirrel. Yeah, you know it's my neighborhood. I don't want to be running over squirrels and
1: stuff. Uh, it attracts vultures. So now we're we're going at a blistering speed of 30 miles per hour. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Play-by-play. Yeah, I
0: I tend to drive pretty uh, conservatively, unless I'm on an actual closed course or something. So, what's new in the
1: knife world? Well, if you hadn't noticed, I put out a couple videos. Okay. Um, And and, uh, I I put out one about uh, um, magnets on the sheath affecting a compass Uh that was kind of interesting because um, of course we had somebody had you know internet uh, Facebook expert I guess um, basically was pointing out the obvious that a magnet would affect the compass and uh, so I basically told him yes it would affect the compass and somebody else had said that that it would affect a pacemaker which we already have a um we already have a, a disclaimer on the on the sheath you know watch out if you have a pacemaker, but I don't know if um if it actually is a uh um, strong enough magnet to actually shut off a pacemaker uh, we don't know, so the jury is out yeah i'm not I'm not going to take a chance to try to shut somebody's pacemaker off but but it clearly does, uh, if it's six inches from a compass, it clearly does make the compass swing. Yeah. But what I what I was showing people in the, in the video was, okay, so if it gets next, I mean, if you're walking a certain direction and your compass swings wildly, like in a circle, like all of a sudden you'll know that, hey, it's, it's a, uh, you have some kind of issue with your compass. Right but then when i showed people that uh, it actually um, I'm going to turn my phone off here that it actually is affected by well my smith and wesson 357 had yeah, any metal next to it revolver comes, yeah. was was uh, affecting it the knife itself was affecting it yeah um, my headlamp was affecting it. There was a ton of stuff that was affecting it. And and I think that, you know, it was affecting it in a way that would actually get you lost because it was only like three degrees off. Yeah. So, well, guess what? If you're only three degrees off and you're, um, you know, 92 feet in a mile, yeah, And you wouldn't even notice it. Like if you were really trying to do precision, um, orienteering and you're 92 feet off after a mile you're in trouble well and well the thing is is that uh, I don't know how much orienteering
0: people have done but I don't my waypoints are usually a lot closer than a mile you know right so well I, I yeah. wonder if it would be more or less
1: negligible well um it depends on how far you're traveling. I mean, if you're going across the lake, and I, I say this oh, in, the, yeah. in the in the video, you know, you're heading out across the water, and you got an 80 mile trip, and you're three degrees off on yeah, your, your compass. That's trouble. Yes, it is. You're going to be, uh, you know, 80 80 times 92 feet times three off. Yeah. So that could be a—I don't know—I didn't do the math, but that could be a half a mile off. Well, if you're heading for a lighthouse, guess what? You might not—you might not see it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I mean, a lot of stuff affects that. You just have to be aware of these. Right.
1: Right. And like I said, if your—if your if you're magnet is where we'll stop for eggs, okay? Your magnet is um, in your sheath. Is if it's within six inches, it's going to affect your your compass. Pretty much, if you hold a compass arm's length from any metal, you're, you're not yeah. likely to have it any, you know, have
0: an issue with it. Well, you know what will affect their uh, orienteering a lot more will be the fact that they forgot to set the declination or they didn't check the updated declination.
1: Right. You know, that, depending or, on where you are. Or looks... the other thing that will happen, too, is uh, one leg is shorter than the other and they walk in a circle. Yeah. That's... I mean, seriously, when you're swimming underwater... Um, if you're diving, if you're if you're a diver, you'll know this. They everybody has their compass on their console, and they teach you to kind of try to hold your compass in front of you while you're trying to swim. Well, what ends up happening is you hold it out with one hand and you swim in a circle. Yeah. And very few people can use a compass on a console and swim in a straight line. I have a swim board. That's. Um, that's got a fairly good-sized compass on it, and when I swim in a straight line, I swim in a straight line. Yeah, because you're not because you're kicking evenly. Your yeah, feet. Well, yeah. both and both hands are in front of you, so you're not you're not putting any drag on your yeah on your body. So both hands are in front of you. You're streamlined. You're not ruddering yourself one way or the other, and you can you can hold the compass straight in front of you and swim. Yeah. So, but that's excuse me. Um, what else is going on? There's actually a bunch of stuff going on in the knife world. There's a um, uh, oh one one more quick thing about uh, we're going to take a quick break because we're at the
0: store. But one more quick thing about um, compasses is that uh, if you're in a boat like you're describing and there's a current, and mm-hmm. even if you know even if even if you can't detect a current, a lot of times there is a current. Mm-hmm. You might be in a straight line, but that current is going to push you way out of uh, where you need to be. Right. But uh, anyway, we'll uh, we'll catch back up and talk about knife news here in just a minute. I get to drive on the way home. Mm -hmm. Bark River Knives offers the best combination of ultra-modern CNC components and old-world craftsmanship. All Bark River Knives are hand-convex ground and sharpened to perfect cutting geometry for
2: the task they are designed to perform. Bark River Knives are available through our authorized dealers.
0: We're back! We're back! I got some uh, buttermilk and some milk, and I forgot the bread, which is life. Um, ah. What do you eat bread for? I don't know, these kids, they can suffer one day without some bread, I guess.
1: So, uh, new in the knife world, you were saying? Um, yeah! You know, the, the. we've been talking a little bit about the Fortune Fire series. And apparently, the Forged and Fire series was one of the biggest hits on the industry channels. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, you know, kudos to those guys. They uh, they they hit a they hit an uh, an, an audience. You know. And yeah. Brought you know. Hopefully, it'll bring a lot of people into the knife industry. A lot of people that I've run into have been talking about it. Yeah. You know. So that's kind of cool. And. Uh, Let's see what else. Okay, so the um, largest knife store in Michigan is going to open up here, short order, uh, in Escanaba. Yeah, that's uh, Eric. Yep, yeah, from Knife Ship Free, and yep. he has got a huge um, store that he's that he's opening up there. Huge. He's never has he ever been on the podcast? Nope. Hopefully we we get him, uh, during, uh, grind-in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you'll have to record that. Uh,
0: I have some unfortunate news about the grind-in. What? Yeah. I have all these surgeries to do that Friday, and I really can't do all those surgeries and leave town. (sighs) So you're not even going to go to that. I won't be able to. I, you know, these stuff, stuff needs to get done, like... Unfortunately, that was the only time I could do it, because the following week, I'm out of town. You know, so. so you're missing the Beckerhead thing? Yeah, I'm missing that. That's, uh, for anybody who's interested, I think that's, was it October 1st, was it? Uh, first or the third, I think. Yeah, so Ethan Becker called me the other day, and uh, they're having uh, the Beckerhead fall gathering, uh, like, October 1st through the Third, I believe it. it's that weekend. Yep. And we caught up a bit. He's been uh, busy. He said he put 8,000 miles on this new truck yep. already. Yep. Yep. Because of uh, hey, there's our eggs. Because of various things. So in in Michigan, you'll have this place where you go and you get your eggs. And uh, you just like walk up to a refrigerator and like put money in a jar. <laughs> And you walk away with eggs. That's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. That's hilarious. We'll be right back. Okay, so Jim is going to drive now. (laughs) How do you adjust the seats? There's a thing on the bottom there. And then uh, to get it in reverse, well, obviously you have to have the clutch in, but then you, you have to lift up on this thing to get it in there. yeah so this is the first time I've ever, ever actually been in the passenger seat ah Jim killed it clutch in yep there you go <laughs> yeah it's 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 a little bit touchy it takes some oh boy oh. That's what you were doing to me. Okay, so this is the first time I've ever actually ridden in this car. Uh, And now Jim is like 100 miles an hour and like that quick. Good God. Yeah, so uh, that's officially the fastest this car has ever gone. Jim can like get away with it because he's got like a badge. God for good brakes, but, uh, never driven one of these before. Yeah, but, uh, anyway, so, uh, nice car. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it was worth waiting for. I've been wanting one of these since they first announced them, and I never, uh, now I'm all sweating here, not, (laughs)
1: uh, but, uh, we should go somewhere where we can really go fast. Well, we have to go uh, and race for real yeah, on the track. Right here no you got to go down the hill yeah yeah this is a nice ride this ride's nice yeah that's the real
0: thing is is that the the tires don't give right even under like full acceleration and then uh, cornering in this is like amazing. Like it, I have taken some corners probably a little faster than I should, and it just goes right
1: where you put it. Um, yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. Does it got AC or is that an extra? Yeah, no, um, yeah it's it's got all of that.
0: It's uh, it's got a special kind of AC too. Look up. Oh, nice. Yeah. So. Um. But uh, well, I don't want to read about
1: you in the paper. No, well, that's the whole point. That's why I drive like a granny. Uh, I should be on that show. uh, What's that with the three guys driving? Oh, you mean uh, Top
0: Gear? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they get in all this hot water because they say stuff. Like, I think they... They had to apologize to, like, the country of Mexico or something. <laughs> <laughs> they, and I'm, I'm not going to repeat what they did. <laughs> <laughs> Never had to apologize to a whole country before. No, they did. Like, it was like this big deal.
1: That's funny. Yeah. So, uh, that's, that's going on. uh, the, the, um... American Knife has a second knife coming out in the next couple weeks. Oh, really? When yeah. did you Which would be The, the uh, smaller version of the Forest Knife. Yeah, that'll be the ticket. Yeah, that'll be a nice knife. And then we're also going to do... Uh, um, I've been getting some a little bit of feedback from guys, and, and mostly it's been real positive. And uh, might as well rail on a little bit. It's Kyle's car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Skip it here. Yeah. Well, it's a very close. It's very close. Yeah, it's. Well, I got the
0: short throw shifter option. Uh, I'm still kind of getting used to the car.
1: Um, you got to slow, slow down any more than this? No. Yeah, it'll, it'll take it easy. Um,
0: yeah, this is my road, so slow down a little bit. I I, I can't be doing that because there's a puppy that lives there. and It's always running out and stuff. Plus that squirrel. That mangy squirrel. I'm actually kind of fond of that squirrel. He's got a mangy tail. I know. I think he got odd on or something. Um, There's there's one that's got uh, a white tail with a black tip on it. Oh, cool. Yeah, I like him a lot. Anyway, that's it for now, people. We will... uh, podcast more a little later as for now we're having a Delmonico roast
1: nice and it looks beautiful yep
0: and uh, all kinds of other good stuff that's about as far as you want to go
1: you want to leave it in reverse no
0: yeah all right uh we will catch up later okay we're back it's the next day uh we had a good dinner last night hanging out had a little breakfast i put my los pollos hermanos Uh, apron on (laughs) so I didn't dirty my clothes and uh, I actually do have some knife maker news oh yeah Lon Humphrey
1: oh yeah yeah and
0: it's more um, so uh, like a week ago he posted uh, on his Facebook page that he's not addicted to World of Tanks he can stop anytime which okay so World of Tanks is a (coughs) free online game where you get like a tank and you, you can modify them, and you you can progress through the ranks and get better and better tanks. But World of
1: Tanks. Yeah, and it's
0: free. And so I checked it out, and it is pretty damn fun. <laughs> uh, I've never heard of that. Yeah. So shout out to. Uh, I'll show you. I have it on the Xbox, but
1: I'll is it show, is it like a, just a web page? Y- no, it's a
0: it's a down a uh, game you can download for free and uh, play. It's a multiplayer game and. Uh, so you but go up
1: against a bunch of people.
0: What? Yeah, and then they have tanks, and each tank... I mean, they, they model the damage pretty well, and it's its real uh, strategic. Like, if you just rush in, you're just going to get all blowed up.
1: If you're a Russian?
0: Yeah, you have to be, like, all strategic and stuff. But it is addictive because you get better tanks as you... <laughs> you know, so
1: shout-out to Lon Humphrey for the suggestion. He, uh, he's got, like, the... One of the biggest dogs I've seen in a long time. Oh, that big, Great Dane thing. Yeah. It is huge. Huge. He's got paws like the biggest my feet.
0: Yeah, it's crazy why you want a dog that big. They I, poop big. Yeah, well, they're too much trouble. They like, poop big. But they <laughs> different dogs for different folks, I guess. Yep, but. yep, yep. I have another uh, nerd game suggestion. I was trying to entice uh, Jim... Uh, it's a game by Richard Borg called Memoir 44 and it's a board game and two people play it and basically what you do is you have like a different map for each scenario and uh, you set up historic World War II battles and it's like when you were playing with plastic army men when you were kids. Mm -hmm. Only there are like real rules that you have to follow and like different things that you can do and the, the battles work out like really fun. And it sim- simulates fog of war real well. Like, you know, you're out there and you only have so many orders that you can do and none of them make sense. So sometimes you'll have your troops refuse orders and do something else. And but do you, uh,
1: Does that, is that like BB Gun Wars from when we were in little <laughs> kids?
0: Well, it's different. This way you don't get shot in the face. But, um, <laughs> but so if, if, if anybody's lost... We, we should probably play
1: it, we should probably play it around then. Yeah, you mentioned it twice now. So yeah, you'd love it. I'm assuming it's, that you want me to play. So well, I at some we'll point, play. yeah.
0: You've, well, one side plays the Americans, the other side plays the Germans, and you have like infantry, artillery. Uh, Was well, the outcome tanks. predetermined, or can the Germans no, win? No, it, it, the Germans can win. Okay. Um, that being said, I always have my wife play as uh, the Americans, and I still haven't won yet. <laughs> 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 but, but theoretically, you can. The Germans can win. It's it's. Uh, just depends on how the game goes. But I met the creator at uh, um, Gen Con. Is that a dice? You
1: roll dice with that, too? Uh-huh.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's it's a good game. It's like uh, Farkle, where you roll and select the best. Right. And and then there's cards that you can do and all this. It's fun. All right. Um, but I met the creator, at, uh, Richard Borg, at Gen Con. He's an older guy, a uh, real nice guy. And he had this uh, some sort of Eastern European young... Nerd guy with him, like mm-hmm. helping him. And so I got to talking to Richard Borg and I said, yeah, my wife loves this game. And he looked at me like I was crazy and I'm like, and he's like, she'll actually play it with you? And I'm like, <laughs> not only will she play it, she sets it up for me. <laughs> and he says, well, you gotta hang on to her. And I said, okay, so we have the base game. Like, what expansion should I get first? And he said something. And then the Eastern European guy, uh, says, no. You should get the Easton front. Like, like every, like, they can't say, even if they're saying something nice, even if they're being nice, they always have this, like, no. This is not what you If I were you, I would get new tires and then go with the upgrade option. These other tires are worthless.
1: you know? (laughs) Yeah, they're, they're just so bitter about it. Yep, life in general. <laughs> yeah. Life in general. Did you happen to... We watched a movie the other night, and I had seen it a long time ago, but Kathy had not seen it. And it was on, and I said, oh, you could watch this. I said, it's a love story. And she's like, right. Just like every other love story that you say is a love story. It's not really a love story, it's a war story. Well, Enemy at the Gate. Yeah, and... If you, you ever Ed get a Harris. chance to see it, it's a really, yeah. really good Ed Harris is in it, and, yeah. and uh, Jude Law is in it. Yeah, that, that was, yeah, Jude Law is in it. That was really good. And we're, so we're watching it, and it, you, I mean, it's, it's, I think they portray the Battle of Stalingrad, the, the siege of Stalingrad pretty well. Yeah. And, um, so she's, she's watching it, and she says, like, it's, the brutality in it is, Pretty bad. It's, I mean, you you know, right in the beginning when they're yeah. loading people on boats and sending them across and that kind of stuff. But but as the movie progressed, she started going, you know, she started seeing a lot because it kind of slows down on the brutality and ends up telling the story of the yeah. of the sniper. And um, you got to have the shooting and killing to keep the men in the theater. Yeah, exactly, place. exactly. But she ended up after it was done. She was like, you know, that was actually a really good movie. Yeah and so I was I was quite surprised. So every once in a while, you know guys, ch- try to get your wife into one of those movies and it's a little easier to take her to see like uh some movie some Rambo like five. yeah, whatever in the in the <laughs> no, theaters. No, it's a love story. <laughs> exactly. Use that line. It's a love story. Yeah. So um the uh You know, I
0: I don't think that movie directors have ever actually seen the results of uh, high-powered rifle fire on a human. No. Um, But the closest I've seen to accurate to what those injuries are like is the opening scenes of uh, Saving Private Ryan. Oh, yeah. That's as close as I've seen to what what that violence really is like and what... What a machine gun does to somebody, and what an artillery blast does—it yep. is pretty good. Yep.
1: Well, that um, and that's a that's a brutal movie. Oh yeah. That is a brutal, gritty movie. We we watched Django Unchained the other <laughs> night, and uh, that's a Quentin Tarantino movie, which is like the total opposite. Yeah. Every bit of violence that's in there is exaggerated to the nth degree. Yeah. Um, well, it's
0: he's you got to look at who his influences are, and if, if anybody has seen older movies, you'll you'll be able to pick out exactly where he got what from and everything. But like, uh, he's pretty influenced by Peckinpah and Sergio Leone, I would say those. So Sergio Leone was the spaghetti western. Mm-hmm. So all the the way he does his scenes with a long scene and right. and the scores he picks, he I think he even has Ennio
1: Morricone doing some of the soundtrack for some of his stuff, but. He had a Jim Croce movie a, a song in this movie. Oh yeah, which surprised me. Huh. It's very it surprised me a lot. But yeah, but so you're right. The, but the there were scenes in the in the movie where um, where where Django is practicing shooting, and the way they filmed it is exactly the way spaghetti westerns are. You know, where you, where you see him draw really fast, and you see you see him pull the trigger and then you then you see the other the results of it well the item that he's shooting at and it's it's like really fast really really quick cuts really fast and it's well and then the other thing about the spaghetti
0: westerns that Tarantino does a little bit of is uh, you know so many of the modern action movies it's all like you get into an action scene and it's over in like thirty seconds. Right. Like, watch the ending to *The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly*. How they um, they had all three guys kind of in a triangle. Right. I mean, that's like a twenty-minute scene right. for like three gunshots.
1: Right, right, right.
0: You know, and that to me that's far more interesting than just watching
1: three people shoot each well, other. Did you, you know, I was reading the other day about um, about how they've transformed movies where they've taken the human element now as like superheroes they're not they're not human anymore and what i what i mean by this is the if you look at the jurassic park the original jurassic park movie and then the most recent jurassic park movie and they show the kids in the original jurassic park as being freaking scared shitless yeah to the modern version of that to the kids become superheroes yeah. You know where they're not afraid and they're not trembling and they're not they're not afraid of anything and they're they're you know where most where most people in real life would just basically sit down and curl up into the fecal position and die <laughs> <laughs> like they did in the original one. Yeah. Um, this one they they fight back and and it's like not necessarily human nature to do that all the time because way more people die than than fight through it. Yeah but i thought i thought that was kind of interesting how they were saying that they they basically made kids into superheroes compared to what they were, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. And i'm not sure if that's if that re- is representative of what really is happening in the real world. I mean, no, I, it's not. I still see i see people tremble and for you know, for no apparent reason.
0: Yeah, i see people who are like grown-ass men tremble when I do a little injection to take a mole off. Okay? Really?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like there are very few like strong silent types. When I get there. my when I get my blood drawn, um I go usually go to the clinic cuz uh, my insurance pays for what Kathy's work will do. Yeah. So, they'd rather have them do it than have me go somewhere else. So, my doctor, who is not in that system, always sends my labs to, or you know, go get your labs done at where Kathy works, where my wife works. So when I'm coming in to get that done, Kathy always warns the phlebotomist that I'm, I'm I've got like this wicked, ugly sense of humor. Yeah. And but she never says exactly what I what I'm gonna do. And so I'll I'll be waiting for her to poke my arm. And the minute she gets, like, the needle into it, I'll, I'll start screaming. Like, at the top of my Like, ah, ah, ah! <laughs> I, mean, I, won't, I won't flinch or anything, but it's funny to see what they do. Their reactions are like,
2: oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, what did I just do? Uh,
1: yeah. Well, I don't do it all the time, but I do it once in a while. I
0: I always try to, I always try to, like make their job as easy as possible because I don't want to get stuck again (laughs) but uh, yeah I had to I had to have a little biopsy done on my uh, hand uh, about a month ago and and I was surprising how much like it hurt to get that injection. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ! Well, I, this- th- I didn't know that. No, I had to a. Say something. I had a colored uh, thing over there that I thought could be something bad, so I just went into the office and had somebody biopsy it. Uh, but the injection actually was like somewhat painful. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm sitting there like, yeah, I just do this like cavalierly all day long every day and I don't realize what I'm doing.
1: Now now it's like, oh, maybe I'll think about that differently. Yeah. but uh, That's funny. That is funny. Well, it's I think people's pain tolerances are a little different too. Yeah. You know, everybody's got a little bit different. Some people don't have any like pain at all. Yeah. I mean, I remember reading about uh, some disease where your nerves... Yeah, disconnected or something like that, and it's like a real big bad problem yeah, because you yeah. hurt yourself and not even realize you hurt yourself. Yeah,
0: well, and you, you have pain sensors because that's your body's way of protecting you. So, you know, it's bad if all of your systems aren't working, even though you sometimes wish they weren't. <laughs> um,
1: knife-wise, what else do we know? Uh, Grind-in is next weekend. Yep. Um, it's the Jersey Devils one. Yep. Right? I heard it's like packed. Yeah, it is, and um, it's like sixty plus ten again. They have uh, they have some of the um, the tracker blanks again. Only we made them a little bit longer. Nice. I, I, yeah. I drew them up a little bit longer this time. That's what we were hoping would yep. happen. And then they they also have a. Um, a competition rope cutting knife, or one of the competition knives. I don't know if you've seen the the Is blade. Is the one that has? No, nope. okay. No, they, they changed them. Um, okay. What What happened was that didn't meet the qualif the specifications. No,
0: yeah. I, I mean, so you got a guy designing a, a chopping knife that
1: won't right a, a
0: competition chopper that doesn't meet competition chopper right back.
1: right exactly. So we we fixed that anyways.
0: But have you seen any of that? The blade sports. Yeah, actually, um, i got to give a plug to uh, somebody we met at PWIP, Randy Nance. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want a competition chopping knife, he's, Randy Nance... like, the guy? It's, it's the... Everything he did on that knife... Because I, I actually used it in the chopping contest and got second. And the guy who got first chopped through something that was like the size of my wrist. And I was like the <laughs> second person to go, right? So I was through the thick, thick part of the log. Like, if you... In my opinion, and uh, my opinion only, he did. I was looking at the knife, and I'm like, "You did absolutely everything I would do to make a, a chopping knife. Every little feature I would look
1: for in there is in that knife." What's interesting about that, about that competition, that, that I think it's called blade sports. Uh-huh. They, uh, they have to do things like cutting water bottles. Yeah. Where you stack a bunch of water bottles in a row and you got to see how many you can slice through.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, They do uh, where they have this thing where they'll let golf balls roll across the table and you got to cut them as they go across the table. Oh, jeez. So, so there there is some skill that's that steps beyond the performance of the blade. The blade performance is important, but you have to have some kind of. Hand yeah, eye yeah, too. hand-eye coordination. And they'll they'll forces. have a deal where they'll drop they'll have ping pong balls and they'll roll they'll like have a tube in the and they drop a, a they drop a, um, a ping pong that, well I guess there's a, a whole line of ping pong balls that get dropped out but you have to chop them as they go by you yeah it's like one after another after another after another and you and you have to see how many you can chop and you have to chop them they can't crush them he has to it has to cut them in half
0: yeah
1: so when you think about cutting I, I guess I haven't I should get a box of ping pong balls I guess and cut them and see what it takes to cut a ping pong ball but it would appear to me that that it would have be, to be a perfectly square hit if you right hit a exactly. off Ski
0: fly <laughs> across the world same with
1: a golf ball yeah and they, and they do a thing where they got to cut a golf ball too like that rolling on them you know and wow. if you I mean it's so it, and then you then you have to chop two by fours and then they have to cut rope and they have to cut water bottles and and they have to, and it's all timed. Yeah. And and then so then it's a time and what do they call? It? You get points off for missing things or points off for, um, you know, there's, I don't remember what they call that, but it's a time plus something or time minus something. So more like points or something. Yeah. And um and it's a, then it becomes a total score. And, and I, I tell you, if you, it's pretty exciting. I mean, to to watch that competition, it's pretty exciting. It takes some skill to do it.
0: Yeah. Um, update also
1: from PWIP
0: uh, we uh, talked to Dave McIntyre on the podcast and he's the author uh, and if you go back and listen to that um, you can hear all about his books but I did end up uh, downloading and reading his, uh, his series from Amazon. The good? Yeah it's, it's good. I, I, I'm through the, the first book and uh, it's kind of a zombie apocalypse thing, but done more intelligently, uh,
1: and it, it was really pretty good. Um, hmm. Well, I, you know, there was a new there's a new TV show on that's uh, from the makers of The Walking Dead. Yeah. And I was surprised at... It's interesting how it was... It's set in, like, liberal L.A. Yeah. And, you know, no guns, no violence, no nothing. You know, the the, the main characters are, like, one's a teacher and the other one's a principal and the other one's a... Uh, I don't know what the hell the other one does, actually. It's, it's fear a, of the walking dead, right? Yeah, it's called yeah. the fear of the walking dead. And, you know, it's um, it's when the outbreak just starts. So nobody knows anything about it. And there there's, you know, it looks like set in the like current time. So you've got the, you know, different kind of protests about police brutality, you've got different kinds of, you know, um which I'm going to get into a, a little bit of a rant here after that about after about the police brutality thing and the Black Lives Matter and that that kind of stuff. But um yeah, so
0: I'm I heard that the Hopefully season five of Walking Dead is coming to Netflix soon. I have another show that, uh, people should check out on Netflix. It's, uh, Narcos. It's awesome. You would love that show. Narcos. It's about, uh, narcotics Caps? Yeah, but it's, um, what, who's that guy, uh, from Columbia that was the big drug lord that they caught finally?
1: Uh, oh, um, nah. Uh, uh, Pablo Escobar. Yes. It's yes, about
0: him you. and that that whole scene, and then uh, American DEA agent goes down to live in Colombia and kind of fight it at the source.
1: Like, what was the what was the TV show that you suggested, or maybe it was Jimmy that suggested? It, it was about a um, a murder case, and each year they do a each season they do one department with all new characters, and oh, that's The Wire. The Wire you yeah. suggested. It. It's not just
0: murders, it's uh
1: like big drug rackets and yeah. stuff like that. Yep, the yep. Wire. That's yep. awesome. So we started watching that. Yeah. That's that's pretty good. I was intrigued by that.
0: Yeah. Well, it gets it gets better and better and better as as you go
1: along on that. Um Yeah, we'll have to we're going to have to put our political uh, thing up here pretty quick. So people uh this is Oh, I bet you we're clo- we're closing in
0: on uh, 45 minutes of time, maybe. Right. I don't know. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Jim is gonna have some real talk here. <laughs> uh, so you know, uh, not everybody who listens to the show likes the likes to hear opinion on current events and things. And um, God bless you. Uh, thanks for listening anyway. We and appreciate you, it. Yeah, you might want to tune in next time because. Uh, uh, probably some current events-type topics are going to come up, and, um, well, I'll
1: just leave it there. Like, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you're going to keep listening, then... If you want to be brave... Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's, it's really not that bad. It's interesting okay. more than anything else. We're going to start. First off, I'm intrigued by what's happening in the political race right now in the for president. B- big time. Big time. It's huge. It is monumental when it comes to this. Um, this is the first time in the history of the presidential elections that you've had somebody that is a total outsider, that was not a war hero. Well, two. There's two on the Republican ticket. Three. Finn Carson. Three. Oh, and Fiorino. Yeah. And yeah. but and that's never been done before because the in the past any political outsider and there's been a handful of political outsiders that have been elected. Dwight Eisenhower, um, Ulysses S. Grant, these guys were these guys were war heroes. And yeah. so pretty much if you were an outsider and you were elected to be president, you were notorious as a war hero. You were not <clears throat> you were not somebody from the business world. You were not somebody from you know, you were not a doctor, you were not any of that kind yeah. of stuff. And so here you've got this you've got this phenomena that's happening right now that you've got leaders from the business world that are stepping up to the plate. Leaders in the private sector. Leaders yeah. and, and I guess that the best leaders in the private sector. Yeah. For for uh all practical purposes. Well, and
0: I, and I would put Ben Carson as probably one of the top surgeons who's ever walked the. Yeah. Face of
1: yeah. The exactly. And, oh and no that's question. That's coming from a surgeon. He, there's he no is question. a surgeon. Surgeon. There's no question about yeah. it. And he's and he's. I like him. He saw. I don't know as he's. I like him a lot, and don't don't get don't take this the wrong way, but I'm not sure that he's assertive enough. You don't know what surgeons are like. He's
0: putting on he is toning down what he really is yeah. in a big way. And I oh, know you think he's a,
1: he's a flailing
0: prick? Is that what you're saying? No, but, <laughs> but you, if, if you are a surgeon, especially in a, a successful one, you are more assertive than anyone you will run into. Really? Ever. Yeah. Like, if, if you see me under a pressure situation, you're going to see someone absolutely in charge. Yeah, And, and that's and if you're going to be a surgeon, you have to be that
1: way. Yeah. You know. So, so then you got uh, Fiorina, who, yeah. I guess, from one of my friends was telling me that she made some mistakes at Hewlett Packard that cost a lot of people their jobs. Uh, had a lot to do with micromanaging, but and some side deals that were cut to to do a certain merger. But. Uh, and I asked him if he would vote for her, and he said no. Yeah. He knew, I mean, he knew her quite well, and was lived through the whole when she was at uh, HP. So um, I, I, I I look at her a little bit different, I guess. And then you have Donald Trump, who who raised <laughs> this interesting to watch. <laughs> raised the level of discussion to the point where we need to be. Um, exerting more leadership in the last six months of of this race. Really, three months. Yeah, well, three months. Yeah. Is that what is that? How long it's been three yeah. months? It, it seems like six months because
0: nobody cares what anybody else says. Right. Exactly. All, all you want to hear is Donald Trump. Yep.
1: And and so here you have you have this guy that's that's raised the discussion to the actual problems that we're having washed out the political correctness of the whole thing and and uh and basically has said you know look this population that's so upset about this you're only 2%. Shut up. <laughs> you know that yeah. that's not a priority right now. This this group of people that is whining about this look that's not a priority. Look, we have these priorities if we want to survive as a nation. And he's standing up there and actually saying this stuff and and America is eating it up. Yeah, because we've been waiting for so somebody long somebody to say somebody this to stuff. Say, you, know, you know, I mean, when you you have like the the immigration thing, he totally put the discussion on the table. When you've got Republicans and Democrats that are refusing to discuss anything, any part of it, oh, it can't be done, it can't be done, is all they can say. Bullshit. Exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly. Like, bullshit. It,
1: how, how is it done where uh, every
0: other country, if we try to go emigrate there or sneak into their country, you can't possibly exactly, do it. Exactly. So don't tell me it can't be done because I can't do it to any other country. Exactly. And they're all third world countries
1: compared to us. Yeah.
0: That have not a tenth of the uh, money and enforcement capability yep. and technological capability yep, that we have.
1: Yep, yep, I don't want to hear it. That that what, what you're seeing is you have the left and the right side of the country which are, like, got their head in the sand.
2: And, and you have this whole big section in the, in the middle
1: that's going, um, we're quiet. We don't raise a lot of hell. Yeah. And and as far as these kinds of issues go, we just kind of suck it up and take whatever it is that gets shoved at us. We just want we just want to be left alone. And the the left side and the right side of the country, which I'm talking about the East Coast and the West Coast, are like they're ramming all this shit down our throats. And we're finally standing up and saying, you know what? We're just frickin' tired of it. You know, we are sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know, I mean. It, <laughs> yeah, it's
2: like uh, I'm Maris Ho. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm not going to take, take it, it anymore. anymore. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Yeah. But that's but
1: I think that that's what's and that's what's fueling his campaign. Yeah. Now, he just he just signed a deal with the with the Republican Party, so that leads me to believe that more than likely they've pretty much assured him that he's going to be the That he's gonna be,
0: uh. That they're not gonna, they're not gonna, they're gonna stop trying
1: to sabotage him. Yes, I think so. And even maybe, maybe even more than that. Maybe they've already determined that he's gonna be the guy. He's got double the numbers of anyone else and that is not gonna change. Right. There's
0: not gonna be something that comes along that you're gonna be able to shame him into quitting. The only thing. You could catch him with 14 hookers and he's gonna be like, yeah, I do that. I love it. I love women. The, the only thing that's kind of interesting. See, I love women, and four of them were Hispanic, yeah. so I'm not racist. <laughs> <laughs> you know? it
1: was, yeah, two black women, a Chinese lady, and, yeah, a, and a, two Hispanics. All. And they love me, see? <laughs> well, his, and here's the video. Yeah. Look at how I get that one done. Yeah, <laughs> he's, um, uh, I think, I think what he does is he offers a leadership quality that we just have not seen. And, and look, we own the House and the Senate, and we have no leaders there. We have frickin' John McCain signed on to the Iraq, the Iran deal. John McCain signed on to giving nukes to Iran. Now, what the hell? Tell me this guy is not the Manchurian candidate. I have no idea what's going on It's here. crazy. I don't under, I mean they're just not acting like, like the, their constituents want them to. Well, no, John Boehner won't even bring anything up. I'd be like, every, every day I would bring up something to push through the House. And it would be a simple, like a five letter bill. (laughs) A five word bill. Be handwritten on a piece of notes. Hey, we're going to do this. And here's the vote. Yay or nay. Yeah. And, and we, and, and it would, every day it would be something up. That's, be sending something through so the president can be the guy of no. Yeah.
0: Well, (laughs) you know, again, uh, they just, they, they don't represent... The, the one complaint I have is is that they don't seem to represent... They don't pay any attention to what their constituents want. Nope. At all. I, they pay attention to what the news media and what people inside Washington, D.C. want. Yep. You know, there's no reason that the senator from Arizona... Do you know how conservative Arizona is? There's no reason that the senator of Arizona should sign on... Do you think anyone in Arizona wants... A nuclear armed Iraq or Iran? Iran. You think there's a single person who says, "Yeah, I think I think Iran should have
1: nuclear weapons." No, arms. and and, to and be he's, he's
0: he's he's supposed to be their representative. Everybody is screaming no, and he just does it anyway. And you know
1: they have a they have a they have a problem with the aliens there. They have a problem with the Mexicans coming across the border and doing raids and stuff. And I and I do believe that the lion's share of their Arizonians want the, a, a border wall up. Well, I think.
0: We have we have podcast listeners from Arizona who will second that yep. a thousand times. I've yep. actually been on the border yep. with with one of our listeners from Arizona. It's dangerous. You wouldn't. It's like no country for old men. Yep. Yep. Like I can't tell you what's going on down there. Yep. Like, exactly. I can't. Literally,
1: I cannot tell you what is going on on the border. Yep. And so, so you know that they want, and and McCain is like, yeah, we can't do that. Yeah, it's That's impossible. ridiculous. It's impossible to do that. Yeah. You know, I, I, Israel, Israel of, does it.
0: Yeah, I'm sick of hearing... Yeah, it's okay for Israel. Here's the other thing. Israel is an ethno-state. Israel is a state that acts in the interest of the Jewish people. Okay? We let them put up walls. We let them protect their own people. But we can't protect the American Actually, people. Actually,
1: we help them protect their own right,
0: people. Right. We pay big money so that they can have an ethnic state. Mm-hmm. Okay? We, I don't even want an ethnic state. I just want a state, like with people in it, and I want my country to be protected. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. If we can pay for other people to have ethnic states, which are supposedly the greatest evil of all times, why can't we protect? Why can't we pay to protect our own damn country? It's crazy,
1: right? Absolutely insane. And so, it, so it is interesting to, uh, to to see to be in a part of American politics right now because of that. They yeah. that That is just taking everybody by storm. Nobody even knows which way, you know. And, and I, I'm kind of curious because what I'm finding to be extremely intriguing is he's really not getting attacked like I thought he would from the, the mainstream media. Well, they, they attack him and he just ignores it and it goes away. See, the the whole thing with the shame
0: politics and shaming people is... It's no fun if the person doesn't accept any shame. Like, I guarantee you, if you had a video of, of Trump with 14 hookers and threatened him with it, he'd release it himself and say, look at how manly I am. This is, <laughs> this is how much I love women, and I'm not ashamed of that at all. I was not of myself, and it, and why are you such a pervert for watching it, you fucking sicko? <laughs> he turns it right back right, on him. Right, he turns it right back on him. And that's that's the thing, is is, you know, people get in these situations where... You know the media tries to shame them and all this stuff, and they play their role.
1: Uh huh. So, so this is this is a tongue, this is kind of a funny story. My my oldest boy is in Germany on a as an exchange student, and my daughter had taken German classes in high school. Kathy and I, neither one of us speak German. Speak German, read German, write German, nothing. Okay. German is a foreign language to us. Yeah. So we go and visit my son. We get off the plane in, uh, I think it was Frankfurt, and we rent two cars. My dad, it was basically, we took my mom and dad and my two youngest kids, and Kathy and I are there. So we rent two cars, and in the back of my head, I'm thinking, we're going to have two Mercedes, because Mercedes or Audis are... Pretty it's much like the standard. Yeah, it's like yeah. the Ford. So we pull up and, and I, we go up to the to the rental counter, and I had already made arrangements, and we we were getting two cars, and uh, they hand me keys, and they say Ford on it.
2: Yeah.
1: I was like, Ford, and uh and they're they're like, yes, they are American focuses, <laughs> Focus Wagons, and I looked at my wife and I said folk us folk them (laughs) but anyways i digress so we pull out of the parking lot and in germany there is no germans plot their route right from like they'll literally they're going to go to some castle somewhere they literally go on their kitchen table they open up a map and they plot out exactly how many miles it is to here to here to here to here they write it down precision Precision, okay and so and when you there's no in america we have like warning signs that there's a road coming up you know like like within a quarter of a mile there's 14 mile road yeah so there's usually a little sign that kind of gives you a little not in germany (laughs) not in germany just beyond the road sign is a place to do a u-turn yeah so we did more u-turns than i've ever done in my life in germany so anyways we're, we're we leave the airport and we're uh... We're, we keep driving around in this big circle, and there was like five exits on the on the circle, and every one of them had a sign that said Ausfahrt and I was we're driving around, and I didn't realize that Ausfahrt is exit. Oh. It means exit in German. So we're driving around, driving around, finally we end up back in front of the hotel, or in front of the airport again. And I walk, I get out of the car, and I walk up to my dad. I was like, what the hell is going on? All these roads do you see Auschwart on the map anywhere? I said, All these roads lead to Auschwart <laughs> And when uh it's like when their it finally, version of Rome. Yeah, when it, when it finally clicked on me that that was exit, then it was like then we there we had a good laugh about it, but yeah. but it was but it was funny. So so in our country, you know, I, I'm expecting to see road signs in two different languages here shortly if things continue on this path. So well, we'll all be speaking Spanish.
0: Yeah. Well, what can you do?
1: Elect Trump. You won't have to worry about it.
0: <laughs> well, and,
1: that, and that's not an endorsement, guys. Yeah, it really I, is not. I, it's the, the only reason I i am talking about any of this is because I
0: find it interesting like I find Trump interesting and I find all of the things I, I can't stop watching them I know it's like the Russian dash cam videos <laughs> like if one of those comes up in my feed on YouTube yeah. I'm going to watch it yeah. you know I cannot stop watching that they're yeah. awesome the guy's always like cool, after he
1: crashes <laughs> <laughs> well it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens I, um, he is leading now in every state yeah, he's beating Hillary in a head-to-head. Yeah, well, Hillary is going to be getting beat in the prison, okay, I think. Okay, so let's
0: talk... It, it, okay, so here's my take on it. Um, the, the justice system in this country works different um, for different people. And, and think? for her, I think <laughs> that she... Uh, has protection because she knows where the skeletons are in the Obama administration. That could be. So I I honestly don't think
1: that she'll be prosecuted. Because she knows <laughs> shit. Okay. That's probably true. But can you imagine if this drags on, this investigation drags on through the election? Well and and that's
0: the thing is I think that that's they-
1: what Obama's gonna do. He's not gonna process prosecute her, he's just gonna
0: drip, drip, drip and sink her campaign that way.
1: Yeah, But what's going to happen when the next guy comes in line and the whole new uh, attorney generals are She'll looking at... Pardon. He'll pardon. By partner. who? Obama will. He'll be out of office.
0: No, he'll pardon her on his last day of office.
1: You can't be pardoned if you're
0: not prosecuted. You can. You can. Actually, They they, say, they what they do is they say for all crimes that may have been committed.
1: It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, because
0: they they they've pardoned people who uh, were not. you uh, stepped on a slug. Is that what that is? Yeah, they they pardoned, they've pardoned people who are not even under
1: prosecution yet. No, it'll be interesting to see what happens because. Um, what she did is really bad, really really bad. They, the, what she what Petraeus did was bad, okay. Could have easily been overlooked because it wasn't. It didn't go. It it didn't go very far. It just went to the the, his lover, who didn't use the material for anything because he handed over her. This stuff hackers have that stuff exactly. Like
0: Like, what what they figured out. There was a guy trying to sell
1: all of those uh, emails that she deleted. What like on Friday? What uh, what they found out was the ambassador that was killed, Stevens, his itinerary was in her emails. Yeah. Weeks, months before that Benghazi happened, it was let out that he was going to be in Benghazi. And it was on a server in a bathroom in yeah. fucking Colorado. Yes. Give me a break. Yep. So so really what, what that's secure? What she did was, she blatantly ignored the rules of operation when it comes to stuff like that. Right,
0: because she's above
1: all of it. Well, know. she didn't want to be bothered with the, with the, and let me tell you, I had a, I had a SIPR account, and it's, you can't get an email out of a SIPR account. You can't forward anything, you can't, you can't get it off of that network and put it on another network. I mean, you have to paraphrase everything, and if you and use a different account, and if you paraphrase it, and it's still you, you're still giving out classified information, it's still giving out classified information. It's not just because it's not marked classified doesn't mean it's not classified. Well, and
0: that's the thing is she's saying none of it was marked, marked. classified. Well, there have been uh, people that have gone to jail in the past, and they said that the information is classified. Uh, Regardless of whether it's marked, that exactly, way or not. exactly, it's classified yeah. by but, its nature. Right from they, the second, from the second it is produced,
1: if it has classified material in it, even if it's not. Right. So, so let's know, say, let's say that um, the word marathon watch is classified. Let's let's use that as an example. Right. And be and so initially, there's a report generated that says marathon watch and it's marked classified at whatever level it is. Okay, so I read that report and in that report it says Marathon watches have tritium uh, vials on their on their uh watch face. Okay. So now I fold I put that back in its envelope, and it goes back in the vault, and I walk out of the room, take my pick up my cell phone, and on my hotmail account, I write to Kyle, Dr. Kyle, and say, hey, marathon watches have tritium vials on their face. And I push send.
2: Yeah.
1: Guess what? The email wasn't marked
0: classified. It was not marked classified.
1: classified. Yes, exactly. And that's what, if you look at the emails, that they just did an email dump the other day, and um, my buddy Dave read all of them. I couldn't read all of them because I was getting violently ill. Um. There was boatloads of emails that were redacted because it was classified information that was was on yeah, the. Why is it redacted if it's not
0: classified? <laughs> if it's not marked classified. Yeah, and and the whole argument of <laughs> of uh, it wasn't marked classified is bullshit. Yeah, it doesn't work. It, it does not work right. that way. It is right. classified whether it is marked that way or not, exactly. and you are you are responsible to know. Yep. Yep. You know, it's your responsibility, and you sign the fucking papers. Yep. To get the
1: clearance, and there's actually emails in there from her aides who do not have clearances that are saying um, these emails are marked classified. I can't re I can't paraphrase them and send them to you. I can't forward these documents to you. And she was like, "Do it anyway, or I'm gonna let you go." Yeah, <laughs> you know. So I don't know. She she definitely deserves jail time. Well, we'll and, see. And if I think the Democrats are to the point where they're, they're pretty much gonna wash their hands of her before very long. Well, just, if Biden steps in the race, say bye bye to Hillary. Yeah, yeah. And, and what's interesting is Bernie Sanders is catching up to her in the polls and he's a socialist.
0: Oh. You yeah. know? I mean, well, here he, you got, here he you got. That the, he thinks that there should only be one kind of deodorant. That's funny. No, for real. Like he said that. What is it? What he kind? said he said something like, uh, "If it's
1: Old Spice, I don't care."
0: Why do we have eighteen different kinds of deodorant and thirteen different kinds of shoes, and we still have hungry children? The two have nothing to do with each other. If you wanna if you wanna see hungry children, go to the country where there's only one kind of shoe and one kind of deodorant. <laughs> Fuckhead. It's called fucking Venezuela. You want to see hungry children? Go to the kind of managed economic system you're talking about, you
1: fucking old coot. There, you know, and it's funny. I remember, I remember meeting a guy that had visited Russia. In, uh, I take that back. He had visited the Soviet Union during the period of time that they were like neck deep in communism, and he was talking about the, how great their system was, how they. You know, and and I, I don't know what part of Russia he went to, but they obviously had no bread lines there. Yeah, they didn't take him to the part where people are starving. Exactly. They didn't take him like, to the Gulag in yeah. uh Well, well to Siberia. everywhere but Moscow. Yeah, exactly. Which is
0: absolutely, they can't get anything there. Right. They're using frickin' corn cobs for toilet paper for yep. years. Yep, yep. Because the government didn't think that they needed toilet paper, you know.
1: And it's crazy.
0: Yeah. And it, it is absolutely crazy. Yeah, so anyway, he's just batty. He, and if people vote for him like that, and that's the kind of country they want, then whatever, you know.
1: I think they're stupid. I can't can't even imagine it. Yeah. I can't even imagine. I hate even, I hate (laughs) stoplights. Telling me that I have to stop.
0: Yeah, you'd like the Russian dash cam. (laughs) I don't know what, what it is. I'm thinking of putting in a dash cam in that Subaru. Uh, because, uh, like, I don't... Why do they all have to have dash cams? It's like
1: every car over there has a dash cam. But I think... Well, maybe they do it because of uh, arguing with the police who did what? Yeah. I mean, that... I don't know. Maybe their insurance requires it or something.
0: But then, the other thing you don't see over there is you don't see, like, traffic signs. No. Like, there, there's not, like, a stoplight. There'll just be, like, cars... Everywhere. Yeah. Vying for position and guys driving like a hundred miles an hour trying to just blow through the stoplight yep. and crash into somebody. Right? Yep, that's
1: funny. Yeah. Well, that's probably enough, eh? Yeah, I think so. Um, pay attention to the presidential election. I know our listeners probably are, are really—they probably do. I, I think that uh, yeah, that our that our peeps are probably, you know,
0: we have a pretty smart audience. Yep,
1: they're pretty yep. up on world events. Yep. Yep. So uh, lots of fires out west, global warming, yeah. or wait a minute, global, what, I don't know, what's what's the latest thing on global warming? Is it still global warming? I think you're supposed to say, okay, so Climate change? Okay, so here's something that, I, I had this thought the
0: other day, uh, you, you have, uh, so we've been eating and studying the effects of food for more than 50,000 years, mm-hmm. right? You eat a berry off of this bush and it gives you the shits you've just studied it and determined that that berry is not good to eat if you don't want to have the shits right you know we've been doing this for 50,000 years and still when we do studies one week uh, coffee is bad for you the next week it's good for you one week red wine is bad for you the next week it's good for you and there's that's just the very nature of science is uh, that, that science involves uncertainty Right, you know, you're you're constantly learning new stuff
1: uh, about stuff, and sometimes the stuff you thought you knew becomes completely invalidated. Well, isn't like isn't the next um, week. and doesn't it depend on the way the study is written?
0: Yes, and then you know the other thing is is that it's a lot of these studies, um, they do one study and it's never repeated. The scientific method is you do a study, and then your results are supposed to be reproducible. So they went and did the social sciences research. They took a hundred of these like big groundbreaking Pseudo social science well right but they, they did a hundred they took a hundred of these this was last week this is why i started thinking of this is like they took a hundred uh social sciences studies that were like supposed to be like landmark you know this is a great study and like something like 67 of them they couldn't reproduce the results you know so there's even our best stuff is if it's not reproducible, it's not science. Right. You know. Well that's what and, my kid is always he he hates well the so, whole social science thing. So so we've been we've been studying all of this stuff. We've been studying food for fifty thousand years. We've been studying all sorts of things with a lot more precision for thousands of years. We've been studying the temperature of the earth for what, fifty years maybe? But somehow the science on that is settled. But we can't fucking figure out whether we should have one cup of coffee or two. <laughs> like, I know for me, I need more than two. Right, but but you see the yeah, point oh is... Yeah, oh like, yeah, exactly. We've, we've been studying <laughs> one thing far All longer, this time. And it, it goes back and forth all the time. Yep, yep. But somehow the science
1: is settled
0: on something that we've known about for 50 years. It's
1: because Al Gore is making money selling carbon credits.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. A lot you know? of people are getting rich from it.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's... And, and if you look at, all you have to ever do is follow the money. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, and you'll you'll pretty much see the decision why it's that way. Uh, follow the money. I mean, do you really believe that taking one little, um, what the hell are those pills that you see advertised all over the place, where you're flipping through the channels at like five o'clock in the morning? I don't know. And I they have these extends or something like that, and they're <laughs> <laughs> if that worked, everybody would be driving. Everybody would have it. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, it it cracks me up how how gullible we are. Yeah. Because those companies put those ads on, you know that they sell them. Yeah. You know they sell the snot out of them. Otherwise they wouldn't be able to afford the advertising. Exactly. And they buy our ads. Yeah. You know. I don't. It's crazy. Well, let's go. All right, How we got st- people to do and things to do and things to see. Okay, um, Facebook, Knife Knife Journal podcast at knifejournal.com for a email address. Um, Knife Journal podcast on Facebook. You got um, uh, the website, which I am I am slowly starting to transform that from a forum site back to a uh, a, a magazine blog type stu- site, um, that transition is going to probably be completed by the end of the year. Um, uh, like I said, Facebook friend Kyle and I on Facebook, we're, uh, we're always open to uh, new friends unless they're Russian hookers. And
0: uh, people have been sending me uh, stories to troll you with, but... I didn't want to have a repeat of that one episode.
1: Like what? <laughs> Give me one.
0: Well, I'll, I'll, we'll do it next time. Okay. So uh, we, we do they, have
1: some. We do set some readers' email that we've got to send. you got to deal. Yeah, we got to deal with that. But um, yeah, just uh, just just check us out on the web. We're all over the place, and we just uh, actually, uh, I think it's called GSN Network. Just picked us picked up our podcast, uh-huh. and they're. Uh, they're they're putting it on their on their website. Oh it's yeah. Um,
0: hey, if you guys want to help out the podcast, we're not asking for money or anything. We never do any of that. But if you've enjoyed the podcast and you haven't written us a nice five star review on iTunes, <laughs> so, uh, we yep. give you a five star performance every week. <laughs> like uh, sometimes six, sometimes we go to eleven. Yeah, um, but. Uh, you know, if you want to help us out, uh, keep the podcast coming. Uh, uh, you know, do help us out with a nice iTunes review. It it, uh, yeah, it does help us. out. Raises like our uh, our uh, whatever. Although I I've seen like on charts we're like pretty high up yeah, in the world of yeah. podcasts. Yeah, yeah. In the podcast world, we are superstars. Well, jeez, that's that's like being the beauty queen in the leper colony. <laughs>
1: That's better than being the ugly one in the (laughs) colony. That's right. All right. Well, we gotta go. Yep, we gotta go. So keep your friends close and your knife sharper. Yeah, that exactly. Stay out of trouble. Yeah, and go outside and play. Bye, bye.